Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of Haley's Hot Take. I'm your host, Haley Taylor Simon, back at it again, talking hockey per usual. Oh, God. Okay. First off, hi, guys. I am ecstatic to be on here today. Well, let me rephrase. I am heartbroken at the same time. I love talking hockey. I love talking to all of you guys. But seeing the Flyers lose twice in one week where I willingly traveled last night was painful. I am in pain and I am heartbroken. And I'm not just saying that to be dramatic. Like I genuinely feel like my heart just got crushed. (laughs) It's one of those things, you guys, and I talk about this a lot. It's the passion of being a Philadelphia fan. Nobody signs up for this pain. You just have to embrace it. And right now I'm embracing the fact that I am in pain and that my team isn't so good. And I think the first step to feeling better about this is just to remind myself that this is just not our year. But come on. We're in the same category right now as the Coyotes. In the same category as the Ottawa Senators. The same category as the Islanders. What a joke, you guys. What a joke. I, for one, absolutely love my Flyers. I am a huge Flyers fan, but it's to the point. It's to the point where I cannot support what's going on. I know that there needs to be changes made. And it kills me because a lot of people are saying that they need to trade TK. And as you guys all know, I love Teeks and that's painful. But anyways, you guys, we're going to dive into that. I have a lot going on in today's episode. I have not only one, not two, but three guests today. I know it's going to be a great episode. And the cool thing about this is that there's going to be videos on Twitter of each of the segment with my guests at... Haley, that is H-A-L-E-Y underscore NHL 19, where you can find those clips, as well as listening to the rest of this amazing podcast where I talk hockey, hockey, hi, I'm Hockey Haley, I'm you guys. I also ask you on my Twitter at Haley underscore NHL 19, questions of the week, (laughs) and you guys did not disappoint at all. Now, on Instagram, before I kind of get into all this, A lot of you messaged me last night being like, why did you call the Devils the Kings? And let me explain. They have their third jersey. It's just like their jersey that says jersey and it like basic. Like I get it. But they looked like the L.A. Kings. (laughs) And I was literally making that joke of like, oh, my God, it's my Kings. Like jokingly because they looked like the L.A. Kings. Not that I think that they're Kings whatsoever. We need to humble ourselves. It is the New Jersey Devils. And to the Devils fan last night, by the way, I just want to put this out there. That was giving me a hard time as I was being polite, you know, not starting any trouble. And he said, bye, you suck. I just want to let you know something. You are the Devils. (laughs) Your team sucks too, buddy. My team just sucks a little bit more. But we need to humble ourselves and remember that you are not the Lightning. You are not a team that has any playoff chances, to be completely honest. So I get it. Your team beat the Philadelphia Flyers. Like, do you want a cookie? Because honestly, I can set that up for you, buddy. But the chirping at Flyers fans needs to stop. This is a very rough time for us. Ten in a row. That's why we heard um, the Vegas Golden Knights Goldhorn song. So we can prepare ourselves because it's going to be nighttime. Oh, my God, Hale. I am a bandwagon Golden Knights fan. All right. So, you guys, coming up, we're going to have some awesome interviews. And until, well, for me, I have to edit. So, this won't be in the podcast. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, you guys. So, my first guest today, who I am super excited to talk about this with, even though I know that we're both a little bit upset. Okay, I think upset's an understatement. It is the one, the only, Ryan Boyd. Hello and welcome. Hey, thanks for having me on, Haley. Anytime. I know. So we actually connected through Twitter and all week we've been kind of going back and forth about this Flyers team. So how do you feel about it? Like, what is your thoughts right now after 10 straight losses? 
Well, I mean, for, for this team, you know, 10 straight's a lot of games to lose in a row. And the Metropolitan is arguably the best division in hockey. So it's definitely tough to make a comeback when being down. I mean, they're second to last place in the division right now. And um, it's worrisome because it's, you know, it's December. Um, the schedule's not getting any easier for them. I mean, you can't really say any game is easier for them for them right now. Not even the Coyotes coming up because they've lost 10 straight. So there's really no... Um, no looking at it as, hey, we have an easy game coming up. This will put an end to the losing streak. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really worrisome. I'm not, I'm not feeling great about the team. I'm not feeling great about the effort. And, obviously, I'm not feeling great about the record. I know. And it's upsetting because a team like the Coyotes, you would think maybe a month ago that this would be an easy game. It's the Coyotes. But now we look at this game as, hmm, they might beat us, which is even more concerning than – it's just we're in the same category as the Coyotes and Senators at this point. So going forward, and this is a point that I've been trying to talk to just people about in general, what moves do the Flyers need to make? Because obviously coaching wasn't the main issue over here. Well, it's it's really tough to tell right now because they're so cap-strapped right now. And a lot of their contracts, you look at a guy like JVR, um, nobody's going to want him. Um, because of because of his salary, you look at Giroux. He has a no movement clause. Will he waive that? Will the Flyers be willing to trade him? Um, they definitely need more speed. I think this team really lacks speed right now. Um, if they're going to play that dump and chase game, which they've played for years and years, and it's shown to not work, um, they need to get guys that are able to dump and chase and then go get it and get it on the forecheck. And I don't think they have that kind of speed. You look at JVR, he's not one of those guys that can dump and chase and then beat a guy with speed to the puck. They're losing too many 50-50 battles. Leaders need to step up. Um, you look at Couture, probably having arguably his worst season as a flyer right now. Um, got off to a hot start um, and then has gone basically ice cold. He isn't playing good defensively. He isn't good. He isn't producing on, on, on offense. Um, and honestly, the power play is just—it's just so predictable. In, 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 in my opinion, it's been the same thing for years. Um, I think teams know what's coming, and the Flyers have done nothing to change that. And in other words, make it not so predictable for the other team. Right. I know this whole power play situation right now. I call it a situation because you can't even call it a unit. <laughs> you really cannot. And when the Flyers go on the power play, and this is something that I'm always kind of talking about, it's embarrassing to watch because you know what's going to happen. The opposing team will get a shorthanded goal. Yeah, like that's literally, I think, the pattern. Even last night when I was there, that's exactly what happened. So it's one of the things where I just don't understand, and I'm coming now from a fan perspective. If fans are so passionate, right, like we're passionate about this, why aren't the players, why aren't the coaching staff passionate about this? Like, I mean, what's your thoughts? I mean, I, I I think it just comes down to, I mean, really, I mean, I thought it was Michelle Terry. I really did for a while um, because it was the same problems over and over again. No controlled entries, um, couldn't retrieve the puck, not shooting the puck, no take to tape passes, turning the puck over in the offensive zone that are leading to, you know, shorthanded chances for the other team. And then he gets fired. And then still, I mean, it, it, when, at the end of the day, it comes down to the players, right. in, in my opinion, just because they're the guys on the ice. You know, they're the ones that are playing the game. Sure, there's a process um, that Terry had in place, that AV had in place for the power play. But it comes down to the players executing it. And let's be honest, they they haven't executed. So it's, it's worrisome because I don't see anything with that power play that tells me, hey, they're on the verge of a breakout. They're on the verge of, you know, breaking out of this slump. And they're going to start scoring on the power play and taking advantage um, when they are a man. Now, um, that they're going to lose games because of that. And they have this year. It's, it's shown. They they have lost games because of the lack of special teams. You know, the penalty kit was doing well for a while. Now it's started to kind of drop off a little bit. The power play has just been one big, I mean, I can't even say it was really ever going up. It's just yeah. been a steep dive off a cliff. Um, <laughs> so it's worrisome. I don't know. I, I really don't. It's it's. I'm out of ideas for the power play. I really would like to see them. I read an article a few weeks ago um, on NHL.com. Um, an assistant coach wrote it. It was like about like, and it was talking about the ki- um, not the Coyotes, the Predators power play. Right. And they were saying how they were interchangeable. In other words, like they would come into the zone, and a guy wouldn't necessarily have like Drew's on the left side, right? Mm-hmm. Baseball circle. He's on that left left side. Wherever wherever the player was closest to, they would set up and just go from there. Right. It's. 
less predictable. It's it gives it gives teams problems. You can't look at video and say, hey, this is what they're going to do. It's hey, this is where we are. This is where we're going to set up, and we're going to go from there. Yeah, no, and that's valid. Like not to even have that strategic plan going on right now is a, it's a huge downfall. And I have to blame right now. And I know people are going to be like, you know, I don't know if I agree with this. I really have to blame the firing of AV. And I'll tell you why. People always want to be the first ones to blame the coach. The coach is always the first problem in most situations. But in this, it is not the coach. It is the players. And I feel like I have a really strong attachment to these guys because during, you know, the pandemic and bubble hockey, I couldn't go to games. And all I would do was sit home and just watch hockey. And Coots last night, he was slow, man. He was so slow. And then when people talk about him potentially being the next captain after Claude Giroux, I can't help but laugh now. He is not leading the team. And I know you talked about leaders. And right now, looking at this Flyers team, I don't even want to say team. I just want to say this Flyers situation, (laughs) this wash-up high school team. Um, Who do you even consider a leader at this point? Who cares about these C's and the A's? All, but who do you actually consider a leader? I mean, it, it's really tough to tell right now. I mean, I'm going to look at the current leader right now in Giroux. And I know a lot of people, Giroux is such an underrated player. He gets um, a lot of hate from Flyers fans, from guys around the league, that he doesn't do enough, that he's not a good captain. Uh, but if you look at his, you know, his production, really ever since he started in the league, what he's done, I mean, right now, He's the most noticeable player, noticeable player out on the ice right now for me for mm-hmm. the Flyers. Um, he's out there. You can see he's frustrated. Um, you go back to, what, two, two games ago um, against the Avs, he scored two goals. I and mean, he he, yeah. he showed up, and he looks like he is desperate to win. Aside the rest of the team, not so much. They look slow. They look flat-footed. They're caught standing around way too much. They're turning the puck over. Um, I don't know. I like Couturier as the next Flyers captain still, okay. just because I think he has – um, a lot of potential. Yeah, he's in a big slump right now, but this is – you don't see this much from him. It's very rare. I mean, he's a guy that can produce offensively. He can shut down the other team's top line. Um, he can lead. He can lead by example. Um, I've talked to him in the locker room before. He knows what to say at the right time and when to say it. Um, and I think he knows what buttons to push with what guys. Um, he'll get out of this. A lot of people on uh, my Twitter feed have said that they think he's playing with an injury. I don't know how true that is. Mm-hmm. He could be. Um, a lot of the times, you know, come, let's say, April, let's say the Flyers didn't make the playoffs, which right now it's not looking great. Um, at the end of the year pressers, they will come out and say, hey, I've been dealing with this, you know, nagging shoulder injury for, you know, since December. Right. And then you say, oh, OK, well, that could, you know, potentially be why he struggles so much this year. So we'll see what happens. Um, I hope You got just got to hope that eventually he breaks out of it, whether, you know, he is injured or not, uh, because they need him to step up and they need him to lead in order for this team to succeed. You know, Ryan, that was really spot on because a lot of people don't realize, you know, that Coots is somebody that really does hype up the locker room, and that's a valid point. And, you know, I still have to agree. I love Claude Giroux. I will always defend him. And the stats, I mean, I know some people don't like stats, but I say to all these Claude haters, look at the stats and tell me that he isn't one of the best Flyers players of all time, to be honest. Oh yeah, he's, he's top. He's he's definitely right up there um, with the franchise's best players of all time. And like I said, he's just so underrated, not only by Flyers fans, but around the league. And, and like I said, I'll die on that hill. A right. lot of people will say to me, you know, what has he done for the Flyers? The Flyers, you know, they they're in the playoffs one year, they're they miss it the next. It's back and forth, back and forth. It's basically flip a coin, heads or tails. Will they make the playoffs this year? Um, but I, I really like Claude Giroux. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, if he waived his no movement clause, mm-hmm. um, I, I, depending on where they are, you know, come near, you know, before the trade deadline, maybe they do move him if he moves his no, no movement clause. I really think he deserves to win a cup. Yes. He does. I, I mean, mean, he he works his butt off every single game. Um, but like I said, I, I think he really, really secretly likes Philly too. He's come out and said it. He likes playing for the city, but. It comes to a point where, like, hey, he's he's not getting any younger. Like, he wants to win a cup, and the Flyers may say, hey, you know what? It's time to, you know, it's time to go. Uh, or they very well may not trade him, and they may resign him um, after the season. Yeah, I mean, you know, for a player like Claude Giroux, I remember watching him when Breer was on the ice and Hartnell and Gagne, and they yeah. were so fun to watch. And 
God, he was so young, but so talented. And now looking at him, I just, I feel bad, you know? I just feel like he's defeated a little bit. And you never want a player that is just so talented to feel that way. It's, it's upsetting. And pains me you know because i don't want to see him leave the city i know that he has his family here and i know that he does love philadelphia but at the end of the day the goal is to always win that cup and to hold that stanley cup of pride and i i know so bad in my heart that he wanted it for the flyers he wanted to hold that cup up being a philadelphia flyer and to i, I guess what i would say to that is even if he holds up a cup in a different uniform, in a different city, he will always be a Philadelphia Flyer. Oh, 100%. Just, yeah, I mean, there's there's certain guys in, you know, all our sports teams that, you know, will forever be a part of the, you know, Philly legends when it comes to sports teams. And Clojure right. is definitely one of those guys that no matter where he goes, no matter, or, you know, if and when he wins a cup, where he wins a cup with who, um, he will always be a Flyer, um, no matter what. I mean, he's been, he's been here his whole career. Um, so I, I really, you know, I would like to see him stay if they decided to resign him. Great. Uh, but if, you know, they moved on from him and went a different direction, I would be, you know, you know, gotta be happy for the guy because he, he really does work his butt off every single game, every single shift. He does care. Um, and it shows on the ice. No, absolutely. You know, I was at the game on Monday too, when they lost to the avalanche, but I was able to see something incredible and it was everybody in the wells fargo center coming together when claude drew got his second goal of the night everyone i mean we all knew we weren't gonna win but we miss seeing that spark from g like g cares and i can't say the same about ivan Provorov. i am very disappointed in him this season it really showed me too his true potential slash lack of potential i guess you can say when he was up in skin when they were in bubble hockey i was like you know what Provy's good he deserves to be an assistant and now I look at him and I'm like what leadership I feel like Justin Braun is doing a better job at leading the defense Sanheim. than Provy Sanheim's playing better he is Travis Sani yep yeah it's it's concerning with Provorov because he is supposed to be their 1A I mean Justin Braun cannot be your 1A or 1B he just can't he he's in his 30s. Provorov's young still. I think he's, uh, I want to say he's, he's 24. 24, he's yeah. He's younger than Braun, Yandel, Ellis, Ristolainen, and Sanheim. That's, so he's the youngest defenseman on the team, but they need him to be that 1A. And I think he misses that complement of that right-handed defenseman, such as Niskanen. And obviously Ryan Ellis has barely touched the ice this year yes. um, for the Flyers. He needs to have that guy on the right side in order for him to succeed. Uh, without that, he definitely isn't the same player as he would be with that with that right side compliment no not at all and i think this kind of goes back into the main problem right now that the flyers are facing and it's the fact that we made all these moves you know this past off season and i said this ever since i got rid of jakey voracek because i loved voracek and i know some people say that he had to go it was his time to leave and i can respect that i think you know cam atkinson okay i get that but the dynamic of the team changed and the energy and I said having all these different personalities come in that have been in the league, they may not be so coachable. And I don't know what goes on, you know, in the locker room. I don't know what goes on during those meetings. But I can tell you this, we don't care. We don't have a good energy and they're not having fun. And when our boys don't have fun, the city doesn't have fun. And that really corresponds. I mean, you go to the Wells Fargo Center and everyone's booing the flyers when they go into power play if i were on that team and i was a veteran in the league for maybe 10 plus years i would want out i wouldn't even want to try for the city because i would just be like you know what at this point i am done so the fact that they didn't acquire a bunch of younger guys is concerning because they want to have this you know strong and new energy team but I'm sorry, but getting guys that are nearly in their 30s or, you know, in that age group already, that's not a young team. Now, I'm not saying 30 is old in any way, but for hockey, I mean. This no, is, it is for hockey team, is. 110%. They're one of the older teams in the league. And I, they said on the broadcast last night compared to the Devils, who I believe are the youngest team in the NHL. Yeah, they are. Um, the Flyers are not getting any younger right now. And, and the one problem that I see is that a lot of these draft picks, these guys, they're not panning out. 
with, with the Flyers. Um, you look at Nolan Patrick, didn't pan out. Nope. Obey Kubel, didn't pan out. He's panning out okay with Colorado right now. Yeah. I mean, sometimes certain systems don't work for certain players. Um, obviously, you saw him take a penalty the other night, but still, he, he still he scored a few goals. He's playing better hockey five on five, um, and the and the numbers show it. And and guy people have come out and said, hey, look at look at Knack over you know with Colorado, he's performing well. Maybe it was the Flyer system. Um, it has to be. There's just a lot of guys yeah. that you know you see these guys move on and then go on to win a cup. I mean, you look at guys like Carter and Richards with the Kings. You look at you know Kimo Teeman and left here finally won a cup with the Blackhawks, which was awesome. Um, but, yeah, it's concerning that none of these draft picks are working out for them, um, aside from a guy like Farabee or Frost, who is obviously still um, developing very much. Oh, yeah. And Farabee, I mean, he's on injured reserves. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, yeah. you know, and I, I said this today, and I'll stand by it. I say, you know what? Let's bring up Cam York because right now things cannot get any worse. And I know that York isn't developed enough to be playing in this National Hockey League in a normal situation. But in a situation like this right now, I'm not a sealer person. I I just can't get by it. I thought he had great energy the first couple games watching him play. I'm like, this kid is fun. He's not afraid to fight, but I can't do it. I cannot do it because at this point, I just want to give Cam York a chance. You know, there's so many players right now on the Flyers that I would get rid of and the fact that they're not doing that right now, maybe they're making those moves. Let's hope so. It's concerning. So my last question I'm going to ask you right now. Sure. Because this is a good question. <laughs> if you... Get on. Okay, here we go. If you could get rid of any player in the Flyers right now, who would it be? If I could get any player on the Flyers right now, who would it be? Yeah, if you could get rid of any player and acquire any player. So, like, kind of like a trade situation. Um, I mean, the Flyers, they need a goal scorer. And this is going to sound crazy because, obviously, there's so many elite hockey players in the NHL. But, I mean, it's got to be – I mean, I think the simple answer is Connor McDavid, right? Oh, I that mean, would be awesome. Speed, he can score, he can produce offensively. I mean, the guy literally can step around four defenders and beat a goalie with, with ease. Yeah. Um, he's done it twice this year. So um, I would say Connor McDavid, I was leaning towards, but just because he's a little bit older, I was leaning towards Ovi just because the dude's good for like, you know, 35, 40 goals a year, every year. He brings so much energy, but he's older. And I just don't think he would not solve all the Flyers problems. Neither would McDavid, but the Flyers would be a whole different monster with a guy like Ovi. I mean, any team would be. I mean, if oh, you yeah. added McDavid it's to your McDavid. team. <laughs> Obviously, you're going to be a better hockey team than you were before. That's that's a no-brainer. I mean, the guy literally has rockets on the back of his skates, and his hand-eye coordination and his you know just playmaking ability. His, he can score. I mean, it's he's insane. He's. I know he definitely. He is. Would he's from another world when it comes to hockey. So if you got <laughs> McDavid right, who would you then get rid of on the Flyers? And again, just think of like you can make this unrealistic as possible, <laughs> like. There's no money involved right now. Like this is just, you know. Okay. Um, I mean, I think they have to get rid of JVR. I think he's yes. slowing this team down right now. Yes. Thank you. Now, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this one thing really fast. So I'm on hockey Twitter, obviously, and I saw not only one but two accounts that were recently just blocked by JVR. So I, you know. I was curious and I messaged this one account and I'm like, why did JVR block you? And I believe the player, the basketball player, uh, Schnell or Snow something who had like the 0, 0.0 rebound, zero assists and they played 28 minutes. So the Philadelphia Flyers posted, you know, saying like, um, final score from tonight's game. And this person commented and said, this was JVR tonight. And then somebody tagged JVR on it and blocked this person. But here's the real kicker. JVR blocked them, and I looked at the timestamps on Twitter three minutes after he got back to the locker room after that game. So this person really? said, yep. So this person said he really lost a game, went to the locker room, checked his Twitter mentions, and began blocking people. That's pretty funny. <laughs> you, know who, you know who did that a lot, actually? Um, I don't know about after games and stuff, but 
Um, Jake Vorchek, I mean, he is blocked by, I mean, he blocks everyone. I mean, really? any, anybody that says one negative thing about him, I love Jake Vorchek. He was fun to talk to in the locker room. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you say one thing to him and next thing you know, blocked. I mean, he, he doesn't put up with nothing. He doesn't want to hear it. He doesn't want to see it. He doesn't want any negativity. And you can't blame him. I mean, especially a team that's losing. I mean, they've lost 10 straight. They they know they're not playing good hockey. Um, and the fans have a right to be upset. But, well, absolutely. I mean, it doesn't mean that, that JVR has to scroll through his Twitter and say, oh, there's a negative comment about me. There's a negative comment about me. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't want to see that either. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think to go back to your question, JVR is definitely um, the guy I would get rid of. Um, obviously, don't see that happening just because of the money um, involved in his, his salary. Yeah. It's, just, it's just too Quite much. A problem. And nobody wants that. No. And, um, but he's slowing this team down. He's not He's not producing. Um, he's not producing at even strength. And he's not even producing in the power play, which is where he usually, you know, that's where he does his damage in front of the net, redirect tipping, yeah. tipping pucks, redirecting shots. His brother is he's a just lot not better of a right player. Now. Yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. I'm really worried about this team right now. Um, just watching last night, you know, I really thought they were going to win last night um, just because I'm like, how much longer can this go on? How much longer can this team yeah. be on the wrong side of a game? Um, That's what I thought, sure too. enough, we're 10 in a row. We're 10, 10 in, in a row. row. Now. 10 times. And, you know, I have to tell you, as we wrap this up, um, I'm a bandwagon Golden Knights fan. Uh, <laughs> I say that lightly. But I do have a Marc-Andre Fleury jersey, and I know, like, the Penguins. I know, I know. I'm a horrible Philadelphia fan. I get it. But... but- I am so excited to see a team that I kind of support win. And this this whole thing just sucks. Like, I can't believe that we went into this season being so hopeful and they were playing good. And now, I I don't know if they're going to be the Coyotes. I mean, the Coyotes are currently locked out of their arena. They actually just got that fixed. Oh, they They actually just paid. They just paid this afternoon. Yeah. Oh, look at you with the breaking news. Okay. So. Yeah, that's breaking news. Yeah. Oh, so that kind of sucks, though, because then that means that we have to play them. On Saturday, right? You didn't know if the game was going to happen, but now, yes, it's it's happening. They're no longer locked up. They're no longer being threatened to be locked out of their arena. Well, this isn't good. All right. Well, on that positive note, uh, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on. This was so much fun talking hockey with you and definitely come back again yeah 100 percent. thank you so much for having me on anytime all right you guys and ryan do you want to give you um, your twitter name so people can give you a follow yeah you guys can find me on twitter at rboyd0105 again that's rboyd0105 give me a follow i love to interact talk flyers hockey anytime and uh let's go flyers awesome let's go flyers all right ryan have a great rest of your day you as well take care thank you we're excited about having on this podcast. It is Nick Costco. Hello, Nick, and welcome. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate you having me. Anytime. Unfortunately, you know, it's a tough, I would say, time right now to be a Philadelphia sports fan. And I know you're very involved with sports broadcasting. So just tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, so I'm a uh, national news desk writer at 24-7 Sports, so it's all college football, basketball recruiting. I do some video content for them as well. I broadcast pretty much everywhere, um, mostly Rutgers and specifically Rutgers wrestling. I do some uh, stuff for Ryder University as well, high school sports in South Jersey, uh, host over at uh, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio Station in uh, South Jersey as well. So I'm pretty much all over the place, but I'm you know, being from South Jersey, I'm a diehard Philadelphia sports fan. As you could tell, um, but not a uh, not a big fan of the Flyers at the moment, which I'm sure we're going to be diving into shortly. Oh, yeah. I mean, right now the Flyers are just brutal to watch. So I get that. Now, I think it's interesting because, you know, you say that you and I know this is not really like topic of hockey, but I love talking to people that get into sports and want to pursue it as their career. So what got you into doing this? Yeah, so you go back to, I want to say, probably when I was probably around 11 or 12, roughly. Um, kind of always knew I wanted to do something in sports for a career. Didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Um, but I knew I had a knack for talking, I guess, so to speak. So when you combine that with your love of sports, you know, what better yet to figure out that you can get paid to talk about sports or at least write about them. So I initially went into it thinking that I was going to be a sports writer for my career. That's initially actually what I wanted to do. So when I went in through, through high school, then my early parts of college, I did go to Rutgers, by the way, I'm a proud, a proud Scarlet Knight alum. Um, so we, 
I went through that process and I figured, all right, sports writer, it's probably the best way to go about it. I do love talking about it, but I never really thought about, um, I never, I never thought about sports broadcasting as the full time career, so to speak. It was more of a, let's do that on the side. Let's add that mm-hmm. because everything is going to be changing. Of course, it's always evolving. A lot of sports writers back in the day have turned into basically multimedia people at this point. They're still columnists, but they have their own podcasts. They have their own radio shows. They're they're doing TV appearances. So I figured it all went hand in hand. So I eventually got into radio at uh, Rutgers University, student radio station, WRSU, by my sophomore year. So I didn't know what I wanted to do yet, but I was looking for something to do. Right. Um, got into that. And then from there, it, just, it took off. Uh, and I really got into play-by-play, which is where I, I always had a inkling that I wanted to do that. But then I really started doing it, practicing it, learning more about it. Um, broadcasted Rutgers sports for my last three years of college, uh, football, basketball, actually started the wrestling broadcast up there. Oh, wow. So I still, yeah, yeah. And I, well, I still do it now as well on a uh, big 10 plus, which is basically my main, uh, play by play gig at this point. And, uh, yeah. And I just, I did a, once I was done with college, I had a part-time job at Sirius XM for two years. So I was a, uh, board op and a, uh, produ- associate producer on mm-hmm. mad dog radio, um, so that was two years of part-time work and addition to all my other freelance broadcasting gigs. And I eventually landed into this full-time job at 24-7. So I figured I, wa- I wanted to make a slight career change, not really a career change, but just make a change to a different environment and go into, you know, try to get something full-time. And I figured, well, 24-7 sports is under the CBS Sports umbrella. Could be a good opportunity. It's full-time. It's remote work. So I can at least settle back down, obviously, you know, for, for financially save more money. Uh, but also open up some new doors. And I, I love my time at Sirius. It was a lot. It was a lot of uh, overnights. So and a lot of commuting from uh, South Jersey up to New York City. So it was definitely a, a pain from that aspect. But I, I love my time up there. Uh, but I love, you know, I'm almost two years here now at 24-7. And just doing that, writing on the, on the desk brought me a bigger appreciation for writing. And the fact that I can turn that into multimedia content, it's definitely helped out and opened new doors for me. And, you know, I just want to keep evolving in, in that aspect and, you know, still broadcast and just kind of, kind of do it all. You know what I mean? You have to be a jack of all trades in this business. No, absolutely. You know, CBS was great when I was in college. I actually worked for CBS Sports and it was, they're awesome. It's such a great company. So definitely cool. And I was involved in my college radio station and that's how I kind of began this whole thing too. So, U92 FM, The Moose, proud WVU alum. <laughs> I know, this was a college day. I, for those who cannot see right now. Yeah, I, I, I almost couldn't tell because you're wearing the beanie and the shirt. The beanie the, and the, the shirt. The uh, w, uh, WU logo's on it for sure. Proud Mountaineer, I know. It's like funny because it's, I really went all out. But I could not say the same about the Flyers. And that's what I'm kind of talking about today with everybody. So, the Flyers. Last night was brutal for me. I was at the game. I was at the game on Monday as well. And Ugh. 10 in a row. 10 in a row. And I know that there's not a lot of hopeful people. And I had that slight, you know, bit of hope. I was like, you know what? Maybe they're going to win, break this losing streak, and develop <laughs> new coach. Last night, I was making – I was, you know, really close to the ice. I was, like, making eye contact with, like, JVR, like, staring him down. And I was like, you – to the net, puck in net, and He's trying to give him that energy, yeah, right? He has none, and right now, I mean, what's going on? What do you think is going on with this team? I re- I really don't know. I think it is at the point. I mean, I've heard from a lot of people, especially some friends of mine that are Flyers fans, some other people in this business that just say it's time to blow it up. And I'm not really one for blowing something up like this, but <laughs> right. I think it's time to do that. Um, as far as what's going on, I really don't know. I mean. You look at what Carter Hart's been able to do. He's, I would say, improved over a very shaky season last year. I mean, again, he, when he first came on in the, especially in the bubble a couple years ago. Now, I mean, I can't believe, I can't believe the bubble was actually a couple years ago. And now. wasn't that crazy? Or, 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 bubble or, or, or it's about to be a couple years ago. He was hot, and the team, you know, earned their way. Quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes. Uh, you know, they, <laughs> they quote unquote earned their way to the number one seed, but they still fell short of even the conference finals. That was hard. Well, you fair, okay. You have you have some veterans. You have some good pieces, some young, good young pieces, and you have Carter Hart. You, you, you figured out the goaltending situation. Then last year they they they're on that they're on that same path in the first half of the year last year, and almost in the second half of the season it just goes completely downhill. It's not it wasn't even a slow decline. It was just 
just a straight you're, shot. You're, you're climbing back up the mountain, but then you, you don't slip down. You they, they just fell off. And that's continued to this year based on that 8-12-4 record. It's not good. They had to fire their coach. You know, the NHL has a very short uh, shelf life for head coaches. So Vigneault, it was time to go. They need a new voice in there. I don't know where they're going to go from at this point. Um, as far as what's going on, I mean, I don't think it's Giroux. Frankly, I'm a huge Claude Giroux homer. I don't think it's his fault. Right. But, when you blow, but when you blow this thing up, whenever they do, if they're going to do it, he might be gone too. I wouldn't get rid of him because he's such a calming presence for the Flyers organization. He's been he's been the captain for a long time. His number's probably going to be retired at some point down oh, the line. So. I wouldn't get rid of him as far as everybody else. I mean, it seems like everybody else is on the table. I mean, and I, and I wouldn't get rid of Carter Hart either. I mean, there might be some young pieces that I wouldn't get rid of as well, but I think you need to do a total teardown of this team, hit the reset button, and you're going to be strapping in for maybe a rebuild for the next, I don't know, three. I mean, again, you, you know how sports works. I mean, right. I think it's different for basketball. Basketball, it might take some time. or But, but you know, it, it, it seems like, there are certain sports like the NFL you could turn around in one year. It seems like you turn around in one year. Hockey, I don't think it's like that. Maybe I'm not uh, as in tune with the sport as I am as football, so to speak, or even basketball or baseball. But at least with hockey, at least it seems to me it takes two to three years to really build this because of the way the minor leagues are set up. A lot of these, a lot of these young, talent, uh, talented players, whether 18, 19 years old, they could come in immediately make a spark, but they don't have that big game experience. Right. Whereas in football, rookies can make that instant impact and then team can go on and win a Super Bowl. For the Flyers, you're looking at maybe a total teardown and rebuild that's going to take the next three to three to four years, at least in my mind, before they're back competing for the division, back competing for the conference, trying to get back to a cup. Again, they haven't been to a cup in over 10 years at this point. So if that's the ultimate goal, you need to find the right coach. And at that point, you need to let the coach have carte blanche and just get rid of basically get rid of everybody or let him do whatever he wants to completely make over the roster. You know, I have to say, I I thought I was crazy for being the only one that was saying, let's clean house this team. Because at the end of the day, they they screwed up. And I, I'm going to explain to you why. So when they, and everyone really knows how I feel about this, but when they got rid of Voracek, I said, okay, dynamic is done. It's done. Yes, I know it was time for him to go. You bring in Cam Atkinson. Okay, cool. But then acquiring all these older guys in the league, that's not what you do when you want to create a young, energetic team. You need to get younger guys. And they're slow. They're unmotivated. They're lazy. They don't care. And to be quite honest with you, none of them, besides Claude, deserve those A's on their jerseys uh, for captains, assistant captains. Claude deserves a C. I love Claude Giroux. But even Claude, I feel bad for Claude Giroux. He deserves a cup. He deserves to hold up that Stanley Cup and be able to retire being a Stanley Cup champion. Like, that's what he deserves. He so deserves that. And the coaching, Mike Yo, he's not our guy. I am actually, I think we talked about this, but, you know, not to have practice or not the effort that they've been having while, I mean, I know that it just happened on Monday, but... It's like, step it up, you know? Like, your team is trash, and you're not going to have a practice. You're not going to be holding these guys accountable. Then you can leave. You don't deserve to be in the city. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the toughest places to play when you look at every sport. I mean, look at the Eagles, look at the Sixers, look at the the Phillies. I I know the Phillies have been – maybe the Phillies and the Flyers are actually the exception at this point where the accountability is not quite there. I mean – Eagle fans are loud, I mean, and especially so in the social loud. media. Especially <laughs> in the social media age, you're going to hear it a lot from there. And obviously, uh, when you talk, when the media heads, whether you're on radio or TV, they talk about football and basketball. So those fans are going to be more are going to be holding those players more accountable. The Flyers seem to be that they are the forgotten team here. The Phillies, at least at this point, not, I'm not saying they're irrelevant, but they haven't made the postseason in so long. I think it's what now? It's been ten years. Ten, now since they yeah, made the, ten they made years. The playoffs. Ten years, ten so, losses in a row with the Flyers. It's a whole. Pa- I'm sorry, but this is a year of tens yeah it, it, it really is at least the eagles they've won a super bowl in the in the past within the last five years yeah. now again they, they've had the rebuild um and now they're you know, already on a new era which is unbelievable uh the sixers you know who knows what's going to happen with them at this point without ben simmons and how that oh. situation is going to turn out but so with the annoying. flyers it seems like it, it just seems like the flyers are the redheaded stepchild of the four sports right now right they, they've made 
they I mean they've made the playoffs more often than the Phillies have obviously in the last couple of years. They, they they were really good just two seasons ago where you thought in a bubble where anything can happen, this team could go to the cup final. Or That's win, or what I said. Somehow. I said that if the Flyers were to win the cup, that would have been the year. And I will stick by that because I love Naniskin. I was so happy we got him. I'm like, we finally have this all-star defenseman. And then he retires. And I, you know. Yeah, what? Yeah, no, I, I like, agree with you. When, when he when he retired, you thought to yourself, well, there goes the defense aside from yep. maybe one guy. And then you, you have a bunch of young prospects that you thought were going to turn out to be great defenders. And I'll throw out one guy who I was a big fan of, Shane Gossespierre. Now he's gone. He's not even on the team anymore. So you look, you, look at, you look at a guy like that. Did he, did he actually pan out? Was he developing? He had his ups and downs, but they threw him away. Then they bring – you mentioned before how they bring in older veterans on this team this year yeah, to kind of recapture what happened two years ago. It's not happening. You've lost 10 in a row. And, again, you've at this point they've tried everything. Their developmental process I don't think has been the best because I've been calling for – you know a guy like Morgan Frost, for example, for a couple of years. I've been calling for him just to be on the roster at this point. And just to play NHL minutes because what else are you going to do? Right. And even he's not really panning out as well. But again, he's still very young. I'm not going to give up on a guy like that, of course. But but when you see a, your top prospect and you know Carter Hart, your goaltender, be so great and then be so bad, and now he's back in the middle. He's starting to come back to his come back in his own a little bit. But mm. he's not he's not being helped out by his defense. Not being helped out by the offense. We know the power play is worse in the league at this point. I, I believe statistically, it's probably the worst in the league at this point. Yeah, it's it's so really it, bad. There, there really is no. Other, there's really nothing else to say about this team other than they have to blow up and hit the total reset button. I, and I said it before that they're they're not irrelevant, but in the grand scheme of things, when you look at the four sports, I mean, hockey is the lowest in the totem pole in this country in terms of football, basketball, and baseball. Mm-hmm. But then you look at what they are in Philadelphia. Everyone's like. Oh, are they good this year? Oh, they're not good. Okay, people 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 complain about the Phillies when they're not good. They they're, they're irate about the Phillies not being good. They, they they get very irate when the Sixers aren't good. Lord knows what happens when the Eagles aren't good in this town. When the Flyers aren't good, they're like, well, what are you going to do? It, 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 it's a shrug of the shoulder, shrug of the shoulder, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. You know, you bring up some valid points, and. You know, I like talking to you, so definitely let's go talk again about this. But everybody, this was uh, Nick Costco. And Nick, didn't drop on um, your like, Twitter that, so people can find you? Yeah, sure. It's at Nick Costco 59 N-I-C-K-K-O-S-K-O-5-9 on Twitter. I'm always on there for, you know, for, for, co- for college football, uh, Philadelphia sports, and tons of Rutgers wrestling. So yeah, I, 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 I could do it all for you. Just, just, just ask me to do something. I'll, I'll, I'll probably do it on Twitter. All right, well, thank you so much for coming on. So much fun talking to you. All right, you guys, last but certainly not least, and this is somebody that I was actually on a podcast with a couple games ago when there was some potential left. This is James (laughs) Icavone. Oh, I know I kind of messed that up a little bit. (laughs) He did great. Okay. (laughs) James is awesome, you guys. Flyers Wide and High podcast. You already know. So, James, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me on. How are you doing? Sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. Have you been on Twitter today? Unfortunately, this is the most painful thing ever. Everyone's having the brown bat. I saw that you did that, too. <laughs> for those uh, who are not aware, on Twitter, everyone's changing their like, icon, which is your profile picture, to like just being in a brown bag with a sad face on it. It's typical philadelphia so sad what the most fun i've had as a flyers fan and maybe i don't know six seven years i don't know since we've had mike richards honestly like i know it's really (laughs) upsetting that we're losing and we're not playing well but i mean this is funny stuff that's going on i i kind of like it yeah it's all we can do anymore we can only just have fun by ourselves because we can't count on the foot we can't count on the flyers anymore you know uh nope the games have just been (laughs) tough like even if they lose you at least want to have fun watching the games and they're they're just not they're they're anti-fun there's nothing fun about this team no you know it's funny because i have to remind myself that these are professional hockey players and they were not being forced to do this like the way that they're playing you would think that like someone's like if you don't go on the ice and play hockey like i'm gonna rob you and like right like what like i that's what i cannot comprehend is 
they don't have any competitiveness to them. That, I don't know if that's a word, but they don't have this competitive side to them that they lost. And when you think of Flyers hockey, I still think of the Broad Street Bullies. And their whole slogan this year was bring it to Broad. What a disgrace of a slogan. I know. It's like, what What actually are they bringing to Broad? Like, like they stink. Like, bring the paper bags to Broad, I guess. You know, start handing them out. On a um, good marketing idea going on. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, it's it's true. Like you forget that these guys are getting paid to do this. Like they're not being forced to to go play hockey. Like, they're getting paid millions and millions of dollars. Like a lot of these guys making five, seven million dollars, and these are the guys that they're relying on to score. And you know, and and I mean, it's just not happening. It makes no sense to me. Like you're playing a sport for for a living. Like it, it, try to have fun doing it. You know, like it's just. Something there's something really really bad going on because this is you know it's a different team different players different coaches and it's kind of the same old same old. So watching the game last night, you know, I was making eye contact with JVR the whole entire time, and I was telling him, I was like, James, you're a disgrace to the state of New Jersey. Score a goal! Like I was like, you know, I was trying to coach the team. I said I was going to coach them. I showed up. I got tickets close enough to where I could coach them, and. You know, during the TV breaks, you know, when you watch the game on TV, you don't see what really goes on. He was playing with his mouth guard, just like looking down at the ice, looking back up. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) you suck. You're trash. And I think that that's what's going on right now. I remember when I would play youth soccer when I was a little girl, if I ever for one second, like wasn't focused, which is hard for me to do now, I would get yelled at by my coaches. Like, they're professional players and I know with uh, JVR and this is somebody that is frustrating I think to all Flyers fans I know the whole salary and how much he's being paid but realistically do you think we can get rid of him Mm. I don't know I think if I think the time to move JVR was in the offseason when we were hearing all that stuff for Tarasenko and his name was in it or even with the the Kraken you know, there was potential there that maybe they would take Voracek or JVR. He, he's got one more uh, one more year left on his contract. I don't know if he's movable right. this year. I think next year is probably the year that uh, you move JVR. Um, if you move JVR this year, you're going to have to give up more with JVR. And the Flyers, it's crazy to say, but they can't afford to give up picks they can't afford to give up another second round pick to move a guy so they might just have to bite the bullet or um i I think that's what they have to do i can't see another team number one being interested in jvr and then number two wanting to take on a, a year of that salary i just don't see it happening no not at all and that's a good point i think that people do forget that other teams when you know we make trades they want something beneficial and right now right we're not really offering them anything. It's it's sad. It is so sad. And this whole coaching situation, you know, I was saying this. Coaching was not, I mean, yes, obviously it is a problem on the Flyers, but it wasn't the main problem. The main problem was the players themselves. And I want to get your take because I know when we talked, AV was still the coach. I mean, this just happened on Monday with this move, but how do you feel about Mike Yo coming in? I hate Mike Yo. I didn't like him before he coached the Flyers. I, I don't like him while he's with the Flyers. Um, so a couple of years ago, I used to host a show with my buddy Dan, the Flyer fan, and it was called the Angry Negative Show. And, you know, while while Dave Haxtell was still the coach of the Flyers, this was before the Flyers were, were you know, even thinking about uh, hiring Elaine Vigneault and Mike Yo and, and Michelle Terrian. I forget what we were talking about, but the topic of coaches and Mike Yo came up. And I had said, if Mike Yo ever becomes the coach of the Philadelphia Flyers, I will not watch for as long as he's the coach. A couple weeks, a couple months later, uh, Dave Haxtell's fired, Lane Vigneault's hired, and Mike Yo's announced as one of the assistant coaches. And right then, we knew that one day, now it's possible, now it's an actual possibility that Mike Yo could be the coach. You find out later down the line that A.V. and Michelle Terry are, are, you know, they can't be separated, whatever. One gets fired. They both get fired. There's your pathway for Mike Yo to become the coach. I haven't watched the last two games. (laughs) Oh, my God. So you actually haven't watched. I (laughs) love it. You know, 
smart moves. So the last two games that you didn't watch were the last two games I was at. And oh, I can wow. tell you, you were not missing anything besides disappointment and frustration. Horrible. No, I got enough of that, right? Horrible. Even at the Wells Fargo, we have some of the most brutal fans. When you hear nothing but silence, that's an issue. At least boo. At least, you know, show that you're upset. At least that's caring in a way. It was silent. It was silent because everybody just, they gave up. It's apathetic. It like, like, So for the Flyers, like I usually look at the Flyers like, if you're a hockey fan, if you're a Flyers fan, you love the team. You go to watch the team win. If, you know, you go to a baseball game on a warm summer night, you go to have a couple beers, hang out with your friends, you know, take a tour of the stadium, and then you, you get in your seat maybe like the third, fourth inning, and you leave in the seventh or the eighth inning. You don't really care about the baseball game. Right. When you don't hear anything at a Flyers game, when it's, when, when it's apathetic, when the fans aren't cheering, when they're not booing, you have an issue because fans just don't care anymore. And sooner or later, they're going to stop going. And then, you know, you have to you have to find ways to bring them back. So, yeah, the only way you're going to bring real Flyers fans back is if you fix the team on the ice. Right. And at this point, you can't really fix something that is beyond broken and beyond repair. Now, if this was a couple years ago and they wanted to make some changes and get some newer guys while we still, you know, we had Aniskin, we still had, you know, Voracek, and they wanted to incorporate newer guys, you know, that would be a smart idea. But instead, they said, okay, let's not get new guys and get these veteran players in the league who are kind of washed out, if I'm going to be completely honest. And we're old, we're slow. We we literally <laughs> are in the same category as the Coyotes, and I even think the Coyotes are going to beat us. And Mike Yo, he hasn't held practice um, on Tuesday. He didn't hold a practice, and then on yeah, it was Tuesday. He didn't hold the practice, and neither today. Huh. And I look at that as a disgrace of a coach. Usually, when you're doing really, really, really bad, you practice so then you can make the improvements for the game. Instead. Mikey always like, these guys need off time. No, <laughs> they have the off time. Have you seen them play? That is when they're off. <laughs> I just don't understand how a coach, you know, of a professional team that literally just got this position on Monday feels like it's okay not for them to practice. Like, what do you think about that? I don't know. I don't know what the strategy is. Um, I'm, I'm sure... You know, Chuck Fletcher has communicated something down to Mike Yo. Like, you know, he hasn't. I don't think I've seen the term interim. Like, as far as I know, he's the temporary coach, but they just haven't given him the the, the tag yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like they're looking for some, you know, a replacement. I don't know. I, I don't. You would think that a team like a professional sports team like the Flyers would have a plan, you know, of you know, how things are going to go, like some sort of a schedule. I'm not sure that they have that right now. I kind of, I mean, I'm sure they have something, but it just kind of seems like chaos, right? Oh, God, it's Um, horrible. (laughs) Something I I really don't like that we're seeing about this organization now. You remember back when Hextall was fired and a lot of dirt ended up coming out, a lot of stuff started to leak. I don't, I don't like that. Uh, and, and at the time, I thought, okay, this is just a one-time thing because Hextall was such a beloved player and went on to become the general manager. The same thing happened with Elaine Vigneault. Elaine Vigneault's uh, fired, and now we're hearing you know, all this dirt almost immediately after. And to me, that I don't like that. It, I think it makes the organization look kind of crappy. It makes the people involved look crappy. And so what I do now is I look for, okay, well, who are the common denominators? Who are the people that were around back then and who are the same guys that are around now? Yep. Because when you do that, they're trying to save their own face, you know, by making these guys look worse. And I don't know. I just I just think that's a bad look on an organization. Oh, I, I agree. And I like Davey. You know, I think he brought a good energy and I know his coaching style wasn't really adding up. But I mean, if you're an uncoachable player, you yeah. just can't be coached in general. So... I think it corresponds with each other, you know. Yeah. Right now, I think that 
you're not going to end up watching any more games because I don't think Mike <laughs> is going to leave just yet. I know. Hopefully they get a new coach. So, I know. So you can I mean, watch the games way, again. Like I, you know, I don't know. It's, it's like I'm doing myself a favor by not watching. No, you really teams, are. So. I came into work today and one of my coworkers was like, how, how was last night? And I'm like, horrible. And he was like, you know, you choose to go to these games. And I was like, you make a good point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I where I sat last night, I mean, I was where the devils come out of. So, like, I literally was, like, maybe, like, I could put my arm out and literally touch the guys if I wanted wow. to. But I didn't because, again, ew, devils. But they were only $50 for four rows from the ice. Wow. Well, again, the devils don't really have any fans. But no. they're also playing a team that sucks. So... Yeah. I mean, at least the tickets are cheap, but it's definitely not worth it for my mental state to go again. That was a very unhealthy move. No, it's, I mean, uh, going to the, uh, yeah, no, I mean, watching <laughs> the Flyers these days, it's like, it, the, it, the games aren't fun at all, but yeah. if, if you want to go and, you know, have a couple beers and, you know, have a good time and, or see Gritty or whatever, then, then yeah, <laughs> the games might be fun. Beers with Gritty. You know, that yeah. that's actually not a bad idea for them to just honestly make, like, shots, like, sadness of you know the team shots or penalty box or just like different drinks just get hammered yeah yeah just get hammered i mean what else are you gonna do at the flyers games now i had myself i'm a beer last night i go. was like salute every single time the devil scored on us i'm like we deserve it <laughs> and i left you know and i it was funny before we go um I was at the game, obviously, with other Flyers fans and, you know, people, you know, Flyers, you know. Um, mm -hmm. I said to all the Devils fans in my section, I had my TK jersey. I was like, you know what? Normally, I would be upset if you guys, like, booed me or made me feel bad. But we're such a bad team that anything that you say to me about the Flyers is accurate. So go ahead. <laughs> and they laughed. And they said, well, do you hate the Rangers? I'm like, of course I hate the Rangers. So we bonded over our hate of the Rangers. And I'm like, you know what? There you go. Devils fans, Flyers fans, hating the Rangers. Common denominator. I figured it out. You made some friends. That's good. Exactly. That's what you got to do. My team <laughs> sucks. I know they're going to lose. I said, hey, you guys are going to get an easy two points tonight. Fun game for you all. I don't know why I'm here, but <laughs> it is what it is. James. You had a couple beers and you made some friends. That's exactly. A good Not better than that. But James, um, how about you give everybody your Twitter information so they can give you a follow? Yeah, so I'm on Twitter at Jim Ike HW. Also, give our podcast account a follow at Flyers HW. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on there. Did I mess it up by saying wide and hide first, or did I say? Oh, yeah, that's okay. It's it's happened before. Yeah, it's, high and wide. It's, it's high right. and wide, you guys. I, I Guys, sorry. <laughs> I thought that's, I thought I said it wrong. And then I was like, ooh, he didn't say anything. So maybe it's kind of correct. No, I would never correct you on your own show. Uh, please me? do. I, Disrespect. Uh, no, it's not. But I'm telling you now. <laughs> I'm like, it's not. But like in the future, like, I'm for real. Like, it's all good. But guys, James is absolutely amazing. His podcast was great. I was on it. Great content, honestly. Somebody that you all need to give a follow. And I hope to have you on again soon if you want. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Haley. And we'll have to have you back on as well. I'll be honored. That's if we watch the games. <laughs> I know. I know, right? Good content. <laughs> all yeah. right. You guys, this is my favorite segment ever. And I'm in a good mood right now because I was able to just laugh it off about the Flyers and remind myself that things will not get better. That is so sad. But really fast, you guys, I just want to let you know, and I got this delivered to my office today at the radio, is my GoPuff. GoPuff is a delivery service you order in seconds. It's delivered in minutes. And let me tell you, I got myself a little smoothie bowl. It was so good and dairy-free. I got myself a salad in a jar, and then I got myself some hummus and pretzels. And if you use code Haley Simon, you will get $10 off your first two orders. This is good in cities like mine, like Philadelphia, any major city, any major college town. You guys, you already know it's GoPuff. Hundreds of you guys have already tried it, used it, and loved it. So I'm just putting that out there for you guys that GoPuff is the best. All right, you guys, it is questions of the week. And I said to you guys on Twitter, not Instagram, Twitter. Now, my Instagram is Haley T. Simon. I talk hockey with you guys on there a lot. But I decided to reactivate my hockey Twitter account. So that's where a lot of these questions are now coming from. And that is Haley, H-A-L-E-Y, underscore NHL 19. So let's go through some of these questions because we have quite a bit considering. All right. My first question is, 
I would like to know if at the NHL Flyers will be offering ticket refunds because I paid to watch an NHL team, not whatever this mess is. Are they trolling us? Now, I like that question a lot, and I'll tell you why. Because it is very valid. As somebody that goes to the games and pays money to go to the games, it's very disappointing and sad, and I am at a loss of words, to be honest with you. So I like that. That was funny, but I doubt it because tickets are still just as expensive. I know. (laughs) All right. This one says, at what point does Fletcher get on the hot seat? And that's not going to happen. We know that's not going to happen. So I don't know. I don't know if it's even Fletcher's fault. I know that people are playing the blame game. It's the players. So I think Fletcher's doing what he needs to do, and I don't think that's getting on a hot seat. This next question says, where is this franchise heading? It's heading in the wrong direction. (laughs) It's heading downhill, baby. We're not making improvements whatsoever. When they, oh, here we go. Here we go. When they decided to acquire all these NHL veterans, and in my interviews, I talked about this. I talk about this. Huge mistake. You needed young guys. I knew getting rid of J, not JVR. We need to get rid of JVR. I knew getting rid of Warcheck was a mistake, and I will preach that forever. So, oh, it's just going down, 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 downhill. All right. Top two flyers you would trade. I would trade JVR, and it's not because I don't like my boy James. I do. I like him. He's just... There's not the effort anymore, and it makes me sad because I really do like JVR just not being on the Flyers anymore, and uh, no hesitation, Keith Yandel. I do not like Yandel. I just think that he needs to go. I was, you know, I was against him since the day that we got him. I'm going to be completely honest. I never once was excited about him, and during the games, I'll cheer for him. I'm like, go Yandy, but, like, I I know Yandel's not our guy, and he just needs to go. There's no point in just We're prolonging the inevitable. All right. (laughs) You guys, I'm cracking up. When does it stop hurting? So, you guys, hi, I'm Haley Taylor, and this is the Flyers uh, support group. How are we doing today? Let's go around in a circle again. Hi, I'm Haley, and I choose to watch the Philadelphia Flyers. It doesn't stop hurting. It just gets worse. How many players can you put on waivers at one time? Oh, well, maybe the whole team, except G. I, I like called Drew, so that's that's fine. Okay. This next question is, do you think that this team will move JVR and or Claude Drew by the trade deadline? So I don't think they're going to move JVR. And I, it's because of his contract and the amount of money. It's No one's going to want to pick him up. Claude Giroux, though, that is something that I could see. I, I love Claude Giroux, and this... This whole Claude Giroux slander thing needs to go. It needs to go. Claude Giroux is a legend in Philadelphia. He is one of the best flyers of all times. And I truly don't believe that he is the problem. I believe the problem, It, you guys, let's be real. The problem right now isn't Claude Giroux. It's not. It is not Claude Giroux. So he... But he deserves to win a cup. He he truly does. I'm at a loss of words as I wanted it so badly to be with the Flyers. I wanted to see G wearing that orange and the black, holding up that Stanley Cup for all of Philadelphia. And now I just don't see that happening for him here. And if we were to trade G, I would hope it would be to a good team so he can get that opportunity to hold up the word Stanley Cup, baby. All right. And this next and last question, you guys asked me so many things, and I'm like, I can't keep talking. It makes me sad. Will it be a good thing if the Flyers are absolutely atrocious or first the last decade of mediocre, making the playoffs barely, making the playoffs, making the playoffs, not making the playoffs, on and off? Okay, so what that question was basically asking is, would you rather them just be straight up horrible or be somewhat decent and make the playoffs every other year? So, neither. (laughs) Like, what? Like, I don't want my team to be horrible, but I don't want my team to make it and not make it. I want them to be good again. I want it to be fun. You know, it's funny. I was growing up watching Flyers hockey, and I remember Scotty Hartnell, Danny Breer, Simone Gagne, Kimo Timonen, 
Oh my God, Claude Giroux. I, every single one of those guys, Coots, there it is. But now it's not fun. And it pains me so much, you guys. So I'm hoping changes happen. They need to happen. And I'm, I'm so disappointed. Mike Yo not holding practices. Like, what is up with that? So, you guys, this has been a longer episode of Haley's Hot Take. A lot of interviews and a lot of talking, a lot of editing, a lot of pain. But I think it's important to speak to different people and just talk about what's going on. And my final thought is bring up Cam York. Let's give him a chance. I know that he's not really ready for the NHL, but at this point, we have guys like Sealer on the ice. Bring up York. Get rid of Yandel. <laughs> I'm so negative. I'm a Negadelphian. Negadelphia. No positive in Philadelphia, just negativity. You can't spell Flyers without an L, and you can't spell Haley without an L, so it's just a double L situation. All right, you guys, I will see you next week for another episode of Haley's Hot Take. As you guys all know, I love talking hockey, and I will not stop watching the Flyers play. Go Knights, go. That is tomorrow night. We're the biggest Golden Knights take on the Philadelphia Flyers. And will I be cheering for the Golden Knights? Probably. I know I'm a bandwagon. I suck. We get it. I'm irrelevant. But at this point, Philadelphia does not have a hockey team. We're the new Arizona Coyotes or Ottawa Senators. All right, you guys. I love you. And I will see you next time.